Studio. We'd like to welcome Jim Holden. Jim, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You have uh, you have been busy for for those of you unfamiliar with Jim. You were a long time uh, teacher at Northfield High School. I think Correct. a lot of people will know you for that. Correct. And I know you from I think several appearances on the Wayne Adia Fair through the yes, years. Yes, I was on Wayne's show a couple three times. Yeah. All right. You have been uh, busy as of late with a, a book that I think a lot of the townspeople, townies, will find very, very interesting. Uh, tell us the, the book you've written. Tell us the name and explain, uh, kind of explain how it got going. Well, the book is called Retracing Footsteps, Memories of Teaching at Northfield High School. And I thought it would be something that would be of interest to people who were here and went to school or had children who went to school in Northfield from the 19, mid-60s to about 1990. Now, I should make a correction. Uh, the Northfield News said that I taught in Northfield from 1965 to 1991, but I didn't come until 1970. But I have stories that go back to as early as 1964, and then the ending is probably around 1991 or so when I, when I left uh, to go teach in college at that point. All right. Now let's let's backtrack to those uh, early stories. Well, first of all, I, I guess the motivation for writing this is this something that you have been been kind of fermenting in your head uh, for quite a while? Well, it hasn't been a long time, but uh, within the last uh, couple of years, I, I really thought I would uh, get going on it. Uh, it's a book that. Uh, talks about a time in which there were a lot of really tumultuous things going on in this country, race riots, the Vietnam War. Uh, those events all affected the high schools in this country, including Northfield. And uh, there were some stories uh, that came out of that time that I thought really needed to be told. One was the story about the ABC program. And I don't know if you remember that, Jeff. I am familiar with it, yeah. It, it was, was uh, before my time here in Northfield. A little Northfield, bit before but... your time. In 1966, a group of uh, interested Northfield citizens decided that they wanted to diversify the community. We were a very homogeneous community at that time. There were no Hispanic people living here at that time that I recall. There may have been some at the Viking Terrace, but I, I don't know of them. A few black families in town, and uh, we're a very, very white uh, community. And so these citizens uh, hooked up with a group called A Better Chance. It was a national organization. Uh, that placed young students from disadvantaged schools, maybe schools that were segregated, who didn't have much chance to get a really good education. They were in the cities, they were in the south, they were all over the country, and they were brought uh, in Minnesota to four different schools, Northfield, Edina, Rochester, and I think Breck or Blake might have been the other one, uh, with the goal of helping them get a good education and going on to college. The result of this is that the students who came to these schools, 95 to 96 percent of them went on to college, and most graduated, whereas if they had stayed in their other schools, maybe 25 or 30 percent would have graduated wow. from high school. That's a big success so rate. Th that's, that's one of the stories. Uh, it was uh, one I wanted to tell, and uh, then another one I wanted to tell was, a, I thought, a really interesting one. Uh, was about the athletic banquets that were held at Northfield High School. I'll come back to the ABC one. I want to say more about that later. But the athletic banquets one was started by Don Hill. Do you know Don? No, I know Don, yeah. Okay, you know mm -hmm. Don. 
Don was somebody that I, to, to use a politically correct metaphor, could sell space heaters to people living on the equator. <laughs> it was a very, he's a very charismatic guy. Don's still living. He's 90, I think. Uh, he lives over on Nevada and Woodley still. And um, He got the idea in 1964 that we, we should have the athletic banquet in the spring and hold that uh, in conjunction with all sports, have an award ceremony for all sports, most valuable athletes, and so on. And we should invite uh, important speakers. So the first speaker, I don't know if you knew this, that we had was Jesse Owens. Did you know that, Jeff? (laughs) I did. (laughs) And I know that because... uh, Dan Freeman, the late Dan Freeman, oh, yes, a good yeah. friend of mine. Dan loved to tell that story okay, about yeah. Jesse Owens. Well, but Dan, I'll let, I'll Dan, let you Dan would it. have been here yeah. at that time. Second one was Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then we went on to have speakers like Ray Scott, who was the first Twins baseball announcer, eventually announced for Green Bay Packers. Uh, Haywood Hale Brune, a famous Eastern sports writer. Glenn Cunningham who was the, the, had the fastest mile record for a time uh, in the early 60s, or no, early 30s. He he actually was in the same Olympics with Jesse Owens in 1936. And of course, Jesse Owens won the 100 meters, the 200 meters, uh, the long jump, and was a part of the relay team, the 4.100 relay team that won four events. He won four events in the 1936 yeah. Olympics, which was Held a blow to Hitler's notion yeah. of the Aryan special race. So those were two of the really, really uh, good stories I wanted to tell. The ABC one, getting back to that, uh, was started on an impromptu basis in 1966 with two students who were brought in. They were, they were not a part of the ABC program yet, but they were brought in to live in homes uh, with uh, families in town. But then in 1968, we hooked up with that ABC program, the national program, and Carlton uh, generously donated a house over on 3rd and Union for a home for these students. And we housed 10 of them the first year. Dick and Barb Crowder were the first hosts. Uh, Dick is retired. I don't know if you know Dick. He's a retired uh, religion professor at Carleton. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife had a young child at the time, and they decided they were interested in this civic-minded project. And they hosted 10 boys that first year. There were also five girls who lived in families. Now, it should be said that this program was not popular with some people in town. And uh, I I could read, if I can find it quickly, uh, a little bit of a piece about how that that worked. Uh, Absolutely. Let yeah, me see please if I do. can find the page first here. Uh, once again, we're talking with uh, Jim Holden, who has written a book about, uh, oh, about a 30-year span, 25, 30-year span of uh, Northfield School District history from the mid-60s to the early 1990s. So, Jeff, I, I want to mention this because it's probably something that people don't know. I've called this section in that chapter, Trouble in River City. By the way, I could have written a book about the ABC program. It was really... Uh, an incredible program. Went on for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1988 was the end of it. And and actually, if you want to think of it this way, I think the TORCH program was a good follow-up of that program because that one, you may know about the TORCH program, sure. and that does a good job of helping youngsters in town who need help in getting to college. Mm-hmm. Trouble in River City, I call this. On the surface, this program might appear to be a kumbaya, sweetness and light arrangement, but beneath the surface there were challenges and difficulties. 
For example, according to Barb Crowder, one of the hosts in the house, there was a concerned citizens group which considered the students as outsiders who should pay tuition. It was really a smokescreen for racism, she said. For this and other reasons, this group placed, signed, placed petitions signed by 1,200 citizens of Northfield in businesses downtown in order to gain support for their opposition to the ABC program. This is in the late 60s, 69 or so. There were also a number of racist incidents that first year. For example, someone placed a burning cross in the front yard of the ABC house, a blatant sign of racism not commonly seen in the town. And on occasion, cars would drive around on Sunday evening full of kids who were yelling racial insects and things like, go home. In addition, an NHS student, Pierce Johnson, said that when he attended sports, event, sports events at NHS, everyone from the other high schools would accuse the ABC program of importing athletes to join the sports program. So this was just one of the difficulties that they encountered early on. That difficulty passed, however, and it became a very... Uh, close part of the school program and was welcomed, I think, by most in the community. So those two stories were ones that were interesting. We also had the Vietnam War business was going on. Uh, before I came, there were a couple of teachers at the high school who were promoting unrest and had student protests even in Northfield. Um, and uh, Diane Sirkson, and my colleague, and some of my colleagues wrote some short pieces in this book as well, mm-hmm. tells about a time when she was confronted by a student from Carleton who was leading uh, with, with a protest in Northfield High School in the 70s. So there were these problems that were going on. This is the 70s, a very, very uh, volatile time, as you well may remember. And uh, so I wanted to share some of those stories. Boy, that's, uh, you know, those those are some amazing stories right there, especially that uh, the uh, ABC program. I mean, you'd, you'd think Northfield it would be the last town you would think of that would uh, have uh, witnessed at some point in its history burning crosses, yeah. let alone, you know, somewhat recent history, 1969. Yeah. You know, that's been within my lifetime. Right. You know, I was a, yeah. a school a schoolboy at that time. Yeah. That's right. uh, just hard to hard to envision but boy a lot of very good stories there and you probably are there a lot of names in there that people will recognize yes i have by the way a, a number of in appendix appendices at the end of the book uh, and these include the the names of the honor athletes over the years both boys and girls and uh, the girls athletes started in 1975 because title nine wasn't in vogue until 72 and we had our first honor athlete was vicky peterson a daughter of uh, track coach dick peterson and um, then of course we had tammy metcalf tammy was one of the two women speakers we had at the athletic banquets eventually we had local guys speaking at the banquets uh, Jim Dimmick, for example, and Whitey Oss, and Bob Sullivan, coach at Carl Carlton, whose son is Bubba Sullivan. And uh, Tammy spoke at the banquet um, at one year. So th- there's a list of all the honor athletes. There's a list of as many as I could find of the distinguished alums. I have a partial list in that ABC uh, uh, article about the host families who took in students during that time. Um, there. There were a number of people who were involved in that athletic ban- banquet, uh, including principals like Bill Gashel and uh, um, uh, eventually Bruce Santier and, and others who were involved in that program. 
John Longstreet, superintendent, a longtime superintendent way back in the day. So, yeah, there, there are quite a few names that people recognize in the book, right? Yeah, looking forward to that. I, uh, I started, I came to Northfield in, uh, I moved here in 1988 when I started uh, covering oh, okay. sports uh, okay. for Northfield High School. Right. And uh, so that uh, kind of covers my uh, last few years of, of the book or my first few right. years here in Northfield. Right. So I, a lot of those names and some of the stories I've either heard or are familiar with, right. uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Folks, if you are a alum of uh, Northfield High School any time in that period or went to any of the school districts uh, here in town, uh, great book. If you were a, a teacher, a member of the staff, uh, great, great stuff. Jim, looking forward for the read. Thank you very much, sir. And we'll have you back on. I think uh, you're going to be uh, I'm going with Paula. With, I'll be with Paula, Some, right. Sometime yeah. in a month or so. You want so. me to say where people can get yeah, the book? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's, that's why we have you on here, I guess. Where, where can you get that? Well, you know what? Probably the best thing is to email me uh, at mm-hmm. holden at stolaf.edu, H-O-L-D-E-N, at S-T-O-L-A-F dot E-D-U. I taught at St. Olaf for a number of years, so I use my St. Olaf account mm-hmm. still, and I mean, people can call me. I'm in the phone book, too, if they want to do that. But uh, we don't usually answer s- spam calls. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Many thanks. I appreciate it. Jim, thank you so much for coming in. And thank you so much for writing the book. And maybe a, maybe a forthcoming book on the ABC programs in the works. You're still young. You can do this. <laughs> I don't think that's in the works. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Jim Holden, once again, local uh, educator and author. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080. Jim's book, by the way, is Retracing Footsteps. And uh, you, can, you can pick it up by uh, contacting him at that uh, address.